Hello. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a nice, chilling, relaxing episode of Movie Club. Yeah, we're going to relax. Chilling, I assume you mean, you know, we're chilling. It's winter, so there's a chill breeze in the air. This movie was on Netflix, so you can Netflix and watch and this watch, movie. Yeah, the film. Yeah, mm. that's like a euphemism for, you know, sex. What? So oh, I thought I was watching. You, could do, you could do that during this movie. Funny story for everyone watching. We all fucked. Mark Duplass. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or chilling in the double meaning sense of the word. Because uh-huh. today's episode, we're talking creep. Mm. Yeah. Creep, baby. This is my pick. Uh, you may remember last episode, we watched Mulholland Drive, and uh, Sean left that episode feeling a little awkward. A little weird. So I said, I have a palate cleanser for you. And yes, you I did. chose Creep. Yeah. Uh, joke's on you. This movie's uh, messed up as well. This movie fucked me up way really? more than Mulholland Drive. Wow, really? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I mean... I mean, I should have seen that coming, Here's the honestly. thing, though. <laughs> I'm not mad at this movie. I understood this movie, so that's that's good. Okay. But, whoa, this movie shouldn't have been so scary, but for some reason, this hit a chord in me where this was one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. Oh, wow. I was so scared. <laughs> Dang, this it, it really movie. got to you. It really got to me. Uh, Cool. Well, this was my pick. I picked this movie this week, and I saw this movie on Netflix a few years ago. Probably when it had first come out. Mm-hmm. This was an independent movie, and it took a little while to find di- uh, distribution, but yeah. Netflix kind of brought it to the masses back in 2015. It had been out for oh, a little while, okay. and I saw it back then, and I enjoyed it back then. I was always really impressed because yeah. it's, it's a movie with just two actors. Yeah, So inspiring. So inspiring, this movie. Well, that's cool. I kind of wanted to show it to you guys because I thought maybe you would get a kick out of uh, what they could do with just two actors. So. Yeah. Two actors, what seems like a very small budget and maybe no crew. I don't know. Was there a crew? Maybe. Was there a budget? I would yeah, guess. I don't know. But I mean, the guy get that house, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think? Have you uh, had you seen this movie I before? I had never heard of this, I didn't know anything. You were just like, yeah, you know, no, watch Creep. I was like, oh, okay. okay. And literally knew nothing going into it, and I'm so happy you picked this. Oh, really? Uh, nice. For a lot of reasons, just, but the main one being like, I really feel like this, there's, I know this is, sounds douchey or whatever, but there's a, there's a Mega64-esque spirit here mm-hmm. where it's like, Hey, I'm gonna take a camera and get some stuff, and I'm gonna make something out of it, kind of thing. Yeah, and great pick for movie club is mm-hmm. why I thought. Cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I always felt that way watching this movie. I definitely got that Mega sixty four spirit. Yes. Um, <laughs> what I had heard about the making of this movie, and I don't know if uh, how much of this is true, but I'd always read that this was kind of intended to be a comedy movie, uh, sure. and then that they were just gonna improvise a movie. And over the course of improvising it, they started realizing, like, this is less funny. It's kind of funny, but it's more just, like, actually disturbing. Yeah. Yeah. If you play it seriously. Uh, I guess the scenario was kind of uh, played for face value, and they're like, we could actually make this a more interesting horror movie. Yeah. So I heard that the scenes were improvised and went on for, like, 15 minutes, and they would just edit them down to be three to five minutes. That's awesome. Um, Yeah. You could kind of get that vibe. And it really just felt to me 
doing improv so much, I was like, there's no script here. Or if there is, it's a kind of script that we've yeah. had before. We did like, you know, a version three episode where it's, we have like six or seven pages of like, this is the skeleton of the story. This is what we have to hit. Horatio yeah. Marcus need to talk about this and then we'll get there eventually. But just go ahead and we just film it and we see what yeah. we get. And I got that same exact vibe with watching this. Totally. Yeah. But this one actually had good results. Yeah. Uh-huh. I feel like a lot of times that kind of doesn't come together so well, but sure. this actually felt like a very, uh, not like an overly serious movie, but like a, it felt like a real movie. Yes. You know, totally. Um, it felt well written despite yeah. the fact that there may not have been a script there. at yeah, all. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, th- this whole, this whole movie to me, it, whether you enjoy it, whether you don't, if it's your thing or not, Though is a testament to you can do it. You can do anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You can like, do anything. Like, honestly, this movie could have been, I mean, might as well have been. It wasn't, but could have been shot with a phone. Could have been shot with a fucking uh, flip video camera. Yeah. It it was an interesting enough execution. You know what I mean? Like, And the story it, like, isn't even that fucking crazy. No, it's really not that amazing it's at all. It's not, but, but it just... And I'm not even saying here now that I liked the movie. Yeah. I just was just blown away by. It. Yeah, you can you can uh, you know with the you know if you if you put your mind to it, you can assemble something out of nothing. That yeah. was really a you know inspiring feeling. Um, <laughs> yeah. So if you've never seen Creep, if you've never heard of Creep, it's a yeah. movie that stars Mark Duplass. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is a member of the filmmaking duo known as the Duplass Brothers or the Dup. Yeah. Dupless? 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 I think it's Dupless. Dupless. I think it's Dupless. Uh, he has appeared on this show on HBO called Togetherness, which him and his brother make. I believe he was on oh. The League. He was on The League, which, which I oh. knew him from that. Yeah. It was him and Paul Shear. Oh. And it was about fantasy football, and it was a it was a funny show. I liked was, it. Was Did that show have John Lejoie on it? Is that the guy who pretended like he was uh, in 9-11 or like in the Twin Towers 9-11? I don't maybe not i don't know one of the main characters of the league uh came on howard stern to be like i've said forever that i i was in tower one of the world trade center when it was hit yeah i need to come clean that is not true i said this lie once and it just has followed me the rest and now i don't know what to do so i'm just coming clean here and I don't think he's worked ever since. Wow. I think that was God. it. Career over. I think that was the end well, of his career on Howard Stern. John Lajoie had a lot of funny, in early YouTube days, had a lot of funny rap videos. Uh, you know, he went by MC Vagina at one point. I don't know who that is. Oh. Well, let's just move on. We, Sean, you know. MC Vagina has nothing to do with this movie as far as I know. Yeah. But Sean, uh, we'll let you know if we find a connection. Okay. Thank you. And uh, the other actor in this movie I am drawing a blank on his name. I, I know. I think his last name is Bryce. I mm. want to say his name is Patrick Bryce. Mm. Uh, maybe one of you can fact check that for yeah, me. But yeah. Rocco's got you. But uh, this is his debut movie. He's the he's the director, and it's just the two of them in yeah. this movie. This entire movie is filmed and stars two people. Yeah, there's only one yeah. other person who's involved in this movie, and that's Angela, who calls on the phone for <laughs> yeah thirty yeah. seconds, and that's it. Yeah, Patrick Bryce, you got Patrick that. Bryce. Nice. Yeah. It's a found footage, uh, kind of like a comedy horror movie. I think it starts off more as just like a weird comedy. Yeah, it kind of does. Yeah, uh, and then it kind of just organically shifts into a very scary movie. Yeah, uh, the movie is about Bryce, uh, Patrick Bryce. He plays a character named Aaron. 
And he's kind of like us, honestly. He's yeah. just a filmmaker yeah. trying to make it by responding to Craigslist ads. Yep. Side note, there is a sequel to this movie called Creep 2 that a lot of people say is superior. No, oh. it, it hits a lot of the same beats, but the, the main character in that movie is a YouTuber who's, oh. who's trying to uh, go viral by just interviewing weird people. Interesting. And basically gets into the same situation. Oh, it's huh. like um, Andrew from Channel 5. Yeah. Exactly. It's caught up in a weird situation. How funny. So Aaron responds to a Craigslist ad where somebody wants a filmmaker to come help make a documentary for one day only, just like yeah. eight hours. Uh, the movie starts where it's just driving through what looks like Southern California. Yeah, and I think uh, it is. I think yeah. honestly, I think it's filmed in Big Bear. Is that, that's the vibe I got. Was this is filmed in Big Bear? Okay. Don't know if that's true or not. It looked very familiar. It just looked yeah. like, hey, this is like my neighborhood. Yeah. Could be. Um. He pulls up to a house and nobody's home. Hmm. Coincidentally, there's an axe there, which <laughs> comes into play later throughout the movie. Yeah. Um, but then he pretty soon, like he goes to his car and he's like calling the guy and he, we soon meet a character named Joseph played by Mark Duplass. Uh, Duplass. And right away, this dude is just like, I don't know, he, he reminds me of a lot of people I met when I was like in college where they are like they overshare stuff and they just don't know like social boundaries and make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. A little bit. But at the same time, you're like, eh, they're probably harmless. Yeah. They're like he starts off like, all right, by the end of the day, this is going to be normal for us. We want to do it now. And he gives him a hug, which is like, I've seen that interaction so many times. Totally. Like, hey, you know what? We're going to be best buds. I'm hugging you now. It's like, oh. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. a little hippy dippy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It yeah. reminds me of I was just hanging out at my friend's house once and it was like in college days and like friends of friends came over and I never saw these people again for the rest of my life. But at the end of that hangout session, one of them said, hey, till our paths cross again and gave me a hug yeah. and walked out of the room. And I remember thinking like, I'm never going to, I don't fucking know you. Like I just, <laughs> I talked to you for 20 minutes till our paths cross That's again. You like, say in your early twenties thinking of being profound and yeah. this is dumb shit. I never saw that guy ever again. Here yeah. I am talking. About and if I, you did see him again, you wouldn't even know his fucking face. Wouldn't I wouldn't. Him. Yeah. I remember having one of those specific interactions with someone who I had a lot of great conversations with, and then they said that. They were like, well, maybe we could talk again soon. And I went, yeah, that's not going to happen. I made a joke. It was a joke. Uh -huh. And then I think about that all the time. I never, ever ran into that person or talked to them again. That's and a cosmic like, joke. And I was like, now, man, it's been 20-something years, and now I'm just a dick. Yeah, they don't remember that. Well, no. Joke's even funnier. Uh, so what, what I like about this movie, honestly, I'll say right at the gate, it's short. It's shorter than I even remembered when this movie ended. I was like, that's it. It's yeah. like an hour and 17 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, so he I meets think all short movies are bad. I'll just say that out the gate. <laughs> it's gonna, we're going to, it's going to knock a shaker off. You're going to hit not, you got to hit two, uh, three hours or else. Mm -hmm. No. So Joseph tells Aaron that he's basically hired him because he's been diagnosed with terminal cancer. This movie does this brilliant thing where it constantly bounces between being lighthearted and goofy to, yeah. holy fuck, are we being serious? I, uh, I didn't know we were going to get serious right now. Yeah. Out of nowhere, he tells him, like, yeah, I just have, like, two months to live. Uh, my wife is pregnant with our unborn son, so I want to record a message for him, d document my life so that I have something to give him. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he compares it to a movie that I've never heard of or seen. Uh, I don't remember what that was. Do you remember what that was? It was like some oh. Michael Keaton movie or something. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know what? When he was talking about it, I was like, how have I never heard of this? Yeah. Love Michael Keaton. Lo- I, I forget I everything he said. Too. I was like, why have I never heard of this? Yeah. Honestly, I was like, is that a made up movie? Did they just make, That's is that a real thing? What I thought too. Yeah. I don't. I'm not sure. I don't remember. Hmm. So he's like kind of touching and like, are you going to help me with this journey? And Aaron goes like, yeah, I'm down to do it. He's like, all right, let's go to the tub. And he runs off and like immediately gets naked. Yeah. Um. Okay. So now the tone has changed again. And he's, <laughs> but then he's like, uh, he kind of explains the way, like, I want to do this thing called tubbies. Uh, that my father used to do with me where I basically, I'm going to pretend to be in a bathtub with a yeah. baby this whole movie kind of, this is the theme of creep. You're just spending a lot of time with a weird guy. Yes. And he goes back and forth between being kind of heartfelt to just pushing the boundary to making it uncomfortable. Right. And, and it's like he didn't, he's right on the edge of being like, you, you're you on his side for like a second and he always gets you like, nope, I'm not on that side anymore. Like it's, it's so close. Like, oh, this is a sweet idea. Filming a video for his son who's never going to meet him. Oh, wow. Oh, now you're naked. What the fuck? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And pretending to like take a bath with a baby, but the baby's not there. Yeah. And also the idea that like my dad and I took baths together and it was the best time of day. Like, that's weird. Like, that's yeah. a, like <laughs> if you took a bath with your parent, like as a parent, I have showered with a baby before like, yeah. holding the baby. Not a chance in fuck they'll ever remember this because they were like three months old yeah. at most, you know? Like, yeah. so the fact that he remembers this is like, oh, what's that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then he's like pantomiming it. I don't I The scene is kind of funny, honestly. Yeah. Um, but then it ends with, uh, I don't know, he gets really sad about it and just reflects on how awkward this is mm-hmm. that he's doing this because he's not going to be alive to do it in a few months. Um, and then he honestly turns a little suicidal and goes underwater, um, but then pops out of the water after it gets uncomfortable and awkward for the movie. Like, oh, it was just a joke. But these fucking jump scares in this movie, there are so many times that the dude is just checking out. I'm like, hey, Joseph, you all right? And it's just like a... Blah! Oh fuck! It scared me so many times. That's funny. It's funny. Earlier today, Sean was like, "I don't know what you're gonna think about this movie, Rocco, with all the jump." Because he knows I hate jump scares. He's like, "Yeah, this movie's got a thousand of them, so I can't wait to see what you thought." But I didn't feel like it. it there are a bunch, but I didn't feel like there were that many for me because I just assumed anytime he was doing anything, he was gonna. Yeah, and there's a thing <laughs> yeah. with the jump scare that I feel like is cheap, but this called for it. Yeah. It made sense here that this guy is trying it to did. scare this dude. It's not the director trying to scare the audience. It's yeah. this creep trying to scare this other guy. Maybe that's why I felt diff- that way about it. Is Maybe. It, it felt like it was part of the material in a way that... What I like worked. about the jump scares in this movie is that this is a found footage movie, and so it's kind of what you were saying. They don't use music... In this movie, ever, there's no soundtrack in this movie. They don't use musical stings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's never yeah. a sound effect for a jump scare. Yeah, there's it's all never, natural shit. <laughs> it's found footage. Yeah. So it's you're just looking through the viewfinder of a camera filming a yeah. guy, and he, he disappears, and you can't find him. Yeah, it's not manipulative. No. You know, uh, or, yeah. 
Yeah, it's not like close the mirror and the ghost is behind you. They're not pulling any tricks on you. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, when they set up the jump scare, it's engaging. It turns into a scary moment, and then the payoff is when he pops back out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they do it throughout the movie. Pretty soon they're like off on an adventure into the woods. They found some local legend about uh some waterfall that will cure illness for people who are quote pure of heart. And the same thing happens when they're out in the woods. They're hiking, they're talking about weird stuff, and then Joseph just runs off. He he does it the whole movie. He just runs off. <laughs> That's yeah. the whole movie is him running off. Which I love because I feel like I've met people who do that, who just run off for no reason. I'm like, hey, motherfucker, we're like in a group. Can you stick with the group? (laughs) Seriously, like we're all like, you know, you could be anywhere on tour. You could go through any city across the country and suddenly this fucking guy just goes off. It's it's honestly aggravating. Is it me? Am I the guy? I'm I'm speaking theoretically. I feel like this maybe is me. Just a rhetorical. Oh comment. no! It's it Johnny. It's Johnny. It's, it's not you. It's, it's fucking Johnny, dude. No, it's I can't me. stand it. It's got to be me because I get like, oh, what's this over here? And I go, you know, I'll catch up. No, um, that's your interpretation. Well, he he pops out. He he jump scares Aaron, and then he kind of plays it off like I was doing, almost like this was a, a spiritual experiment. Like you had a look in your eyes when I scared you, like you wanted to kill me. <laughs> There's some animal in you. Uh, he continues, they're like hiking through the woods. He has this conversation. Like when you saw that ax in front of my house, did you think I was going to kill you with it? And Aaron's like, yeah, maybe that thought crossed my mind. And Joseph is so giddy about it. Like, Oh, (laughs) um, he's a creep. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's kind of just, it's kind of just like a character examination says that. And then they find this heart shaped rock or this like hole hole. Heart shape, yeah, and it, it's a heart. Like it's like it's okay. They found this fucking thing, and it ties into the story. And they say it's a miracle. And then it's them like baptizing each other and like hugging. And you almost feel like okay, like it was weird for a bit, but I feel like they've their relationship has <laughs> yeah. come, you know, growing. And now the the Aaron is his name, the yeah. director. Aaron is understanding him more, and they're kind of like okay, we're on this journey together, type thing. And then yeah, he fucking gets it weird again. <laughs> what I think is brilliant about this movie, why I think I recommended it for movie club. This movie go it, it goes it's it, it's a swinging pendulum back and forth between obvious red flags. If I was Aaron, I would get the fuck out of the situation. But then the pendulum always swings back because these filmmakers are pretty smart. Where the character will explain it, like hey. That was a little weird back there. I, yeah. I'm sorry I did that. That was immature. Um, I don't know. I'll take you home. You want to go home? And then it's like, okay. Yeah. If I was Aaron, that would calm me down. It would calm me down. He's being fucking normal. Also, it's like, you see, you know, like I'm, I'm just dying and I just, I feel weird about it. And I'm just kind of losing my mind a little bit. So sorry. Yeah. And it's like, oh, oh, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah, there's some human grounding. <laughs> and you, you feel for him. And so the character's manipulative too. And mm-hmm. I always felt, even when I saw this originally, I was like, these filmmakers are very smart. Because they have a control over what we as the audience are feeling. They know when it's scary. They know when it's manipulative. They know yeah. when it needs to be sappy. Yeah. Uh, I feel like there's never a moment that is out of place. It's never like he's apologizing when he shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. I just felt like they got it right a yeah. lot of the times. They're really dialed into the tone. After they have this weird experience out in the woods, they go and get lunch together. It's an awkward lunch where... Joseph asks him, like, what's something you've done that you're embarrassed about? And Aaron shares a a story from childhood that's embarrassing. And Joseph's like, something I'm embarrassed about is uh, this. And he shows him a bunch of photographs he took of him, which, again, is like 
we're on totally different pages. Yeah. I was sharing a story from my childhood and you're confessing to something you did yesterday. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's fucking weird. Also, there's a like, little like red flags were like to get him to the restaurant. It's like, hey, you know what? The place on the street, they have the best pancakes I've ever had. They're so good. And then they show up and then he's like looking at the menu. He's like, what, what are they, what's good here? And he's like, I thought you've eaten here before. I was like, what's that? <laughs> and it's like yeah. little things like you are just lying all the time and you keep getting caught in your lies, but you just don't acknowledge it. Just keep going yeah. forward. Ugh. Yeah. And I thought that it was, again, this is like a found footage movie. It's improvised. So to have all those little details in there, it I there's something charming about this movie. And despite yes, the fact that. Definitely. It's just two people filming each other. And it's mostly one guy filming the other guy. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie keeps you engaged because there are these little details to pay attention to. I think it's a good example of like, yeah, you don't need a lot to make a movie interesting. Exactly. If you just force people to pay attention. Yeah. Um, the power of just, you know, really planned or, you know, well, not even really planned in this case, but just, uh, you know, good directing, you know, and, 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 uh, and I'm sure a lot of it they discovered in editing, you know, or yeah. whatever, too. The job is only supposed to last for one day. And at the end of the night, they go back to Joseph's house. And Aaron wants to leave, obviously. But Joseph kind of convinces him, like, let's have a drink to celebrate what we filmed today. There is a shot. And I think I got a... Uh, I don't know if tubby time. Nope, I didn't get it. But it's just a shot of him standing... <laughs> in um, the lights? In the light. And yeah. it's just a silhouette it's standing like the cover there. of the movie. Yes. And it is... So unnervy, but his hands are in his pockets. Like, I thought we'd get a whiskey. And then it's just the longest pause ever. Yeah. Like, it's awkward. A normal person would be like, but okay, whatever. But he just doesn't give up. And he's like, so let's uh, let's go inside. It's like, oh, fuck. Like, he just won't end this. Yeah. He's totally violating boundaries. And Aaron goes inside to, to have the drink. And when he's ready to go, he can't find his keys. Shocker. Um... And then he really, he's about to leave and um, Joseph does this thing where he'll just say, he'll just make a statement that you can't walk away from. (laughs) So Aaron's like, well, all right, I'm I'm just going to go. I I don't care if I find my keys. Like, I'll just leave. And he just goes, I lied to you. (laughs) Okay. All right. Uh, What did you lie about? And then it was like, well, I don't want to tell you on camera. So... Let's turn the cameras off. The creepy part, too, is he keeps talking to his unborn son. Like, this one, this part's not for you, buddy. And it's like, yeah. th- none of this is for anyone. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, earlier in the movie, actually, the one part I skipped is he shows Aaron this werewolf mask that he has. Yeah. That he says is a character his dad invented named Peach Fuzz. Peach Fuzz. Like a children's character. Originally, this movie was going to be called Peach Fuzz. Oh. Um. Okay. But they changed it to creep because they didn't want people what, sitting around wondering the whole movie, what is what, Peach, what Fuzz? Peach Fuzz? Missing all the details. <laughs> and I really feel like Creep is the perfect title for this movie. Yeah. Because it is like that. He is just that. It's just a fucking creep. Yeah. So that's and, that's Peach Fuzz and the it, werewolf. Yeah. And it is like you're saying with uh, the, the title and you wondering what that is. Creep is, an, is just... It gets you there, but it's not on your mind after you start the movie. You yeah. know, it's like creep. Yeah, fine. The most basic title. Yeah. So you're not thinking about what is and this? What is that? With this <laughs> first part, when he first sees the peach fuzz thing and he puts it on and does the peach fuzz dance, mm. it is bordering on comedy and horror. It is yeah. both at the same time because this mask is fucking terrifying. Yeah. And the dance he's doing is so stupid. 
Yeah. And you really don't know what to make of it. This is one of the few movies where you actually don't know if you should laugh or be scared. Yeah, yeah. I feel like a lot of times a horror movie tries to be scary, but it's so bad you laugh. And it's yeah. almost like a fuck you to the horror movie. Like, this ain't scary. Yeah. What are you thinking? Yeah. And then sometimes a movie will try to be funny or not try to be scary and unintentionally be creepy. Like, yo, the fucking clown in that comedy movie, like that thing got under my skin. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes yeah. they get the wires crossed. This is a movie where I feel like they're being funny and scary intentionally at the same time. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, <laughs> like yeah. awkwardly laughing. Yeah. Like, yes. I'm ready for this to be over. And you just feel for the guy Aaron so much like this is the worst situation to be put in. <laughs> yeah. So late at night, Aaron can't find his keys. He ends up like doing another shot with uh, Joseph, but he like drugs his drink. Obviously, Joseph passes out and Aaron tries to search his body to see if his car keys are in Joseph's pockets. But Joseph's phone ends up ringing. It's his wife, Angela, calling. Aaron answers the phone. But talking to Angela, he is told, basically, leave the house. Basically, you're in danger. Yeah, leave the house. Uh, my brother is disturbed. It's like that twist is like, oh, fuck. Angela's, he, of course, he doesn't have a wife. This guy's so fucking loony. Like <laughs> The whole time I'm watching, it's like, what kind of girl is married to this psycho? Like, Who is married to him? Yeah. And then you realize that no one is. So Aaron gets off the phone and Joseph is no longer asleep. And of course he's missing. Aaron goes looking for him and finds him hiding on the balcony. This is the part, Derek, where he leaves the phone and then he is going where Joseph was. He is no longer, which I knew was going to happen. Yeah. And then I don't know. It's a 35 hour long looking around the house. And it's like, fuck what? I know he's going to pop out. I know he's going to pop out. But when? And it just took so long for it to finally happen that I was like having like a panic attack. Like, just find him, please, God. I can't do this anymore. That's nice. I was so stressed. Uh, yeah, I I thought it was a good part. I felt it was like thirty five seconds, but I'm sure it, it felt, felt very long. Yeah, to me. it felt like an hour. Uh, he basically confronts him. Like, I just got off the phone with Angela, and as soon as he says that, Joseph like runs away as he usually does, and then we can't find him again. Yeah. But when they find him this time, he is wearing the peach fuzz mask and he's blocking the door. Yeah. And this is my favorite scene in the whole movie. To me, it's very this is the most iconic scene in the movie. It's just Aaron being like. Get out of my way. <laughs> yeah. And just Joseph in the mask, just like. <laughs> it's just like, are you trying to scare me? <laughs> And I don't know if I should laugh because right. it's legitimately funny, but it's also pretty scary. They also find yeah, a location that in any other place, I would think, oh, you can easily just go out the window, go out the balcony or whatever. But this house was such a weird design. They never really showed you the layout of it that I just thought like there's only one way out of this fucking weird ass place. And it's through that door. Like yeah. that was my thought was like, there's no other way, but yeah. this way. Um, you have to watch the movie just to see this scene. He starts doing this weird, like humping dance where I just fucking love it. It's like, it's funny. <laughs> it's creepy. It makes the movie after this scene, the movie kind of shifts and the rest of the movie takes place. That was all kind of in one day. The rest of the movie is a series of Aaron filming himself. It's actually really smart because it cuts to this weird shot of Joseph, like digging a hole. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, this was so with three well done. trash bags. Yeah, so well done. And you watch that for a while, like, what am I watching? And then it like pauses, and the camera pulls back, and it's Aaron filming himself. Like, so after I left the house, I didn't talk to to Joseph for a few days, and he sent me this in the mail. <laughs> and the rest of the movie is Aaron basically documenting how Joseph has been contacting him in the mail. Yeah, yeah. He wakes up at night saying, I'm having nightmares about Joseph. He keeps sending me this stuff. He calls the police, but he really realizes like he doesn't have any information. Like it was a fake name. It was a fake address. Yeah. They only spent a day together. Yeah. He doesn't know anything. And then like, this is the part where, you know, it's just like now it's kind of changed a little bit where it's like, He's always filming because he just doesn't know what's going to happen. And he just keeps missing the things that's happening. And it drives, it was driving me crazy. I was so stressed because it was like, here's the thud. He goes to investigate. And then all of a sudden, Joseph is just standing in the glass door, which is everyone's biggest fear. Yeah. Whenever I stay at my, my grandparents' house and their windows don't have shades, I'm just like, someone's going to be staring at me through those fucking shades. I know it. <laughs> and he's just doing it. And then he ducks out of the way right before Aaron walks in. And then it cuts. And it's like the shot of Aaron sleeping. And then all of a sudden the camera starts moving and it's like, there's no one else filming. It has to be Joseph inside. And then he cuts off a locket of his hair. Yeah. And then like puts the camera back. But like Joseph just, I mean, Aaron just missed all this stuff. Cause he didn't go back and review, you review the footage. Oh yeah. Sorry. I got worked up just now, but so much. It was so much. <laughs> What's interesting is what makes you think like if Aaron never saw that footage, how am I seeing it? Mm -hmm. That's a good point. That's a good point. I guess that kind of tells you the ending. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Earlier in the movie, the, the only other scene before we get to the ending is uh, he receives a package in the mail, a big box, and there's a stuffed wolf in it mm -hmm. with a message. Yeah. Uh, and it's a recording from Joseph. And it basically talks about the walk they went on in the hike and how he like you have a wolf-like spirit. But he keeps talking about how he just keeps saying the word murder a lot. And how wolves kill things and how you're going to have to kill this wolf here to see what's inside. Blah, 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 blah. There's a knife in the box. He's supposed to cut open the wolf. Uh, but inside is like a little heart locket with the two of them. It's very creepy. Um, at the end of the movie, he receives one final message, video message from Joseph. And it's basically a big, long apology from Joseph. And it's his final, like, manipulative trick. He he comes, he plays it his hand. He basically yeah. says, like, I'm sorry. Like, I know I'm a creep. I've always had this problem. I've always done this to people. I've always treated people like this. I don't know why I push people away. Like I'm fucked up. I have a problem where I have to pretend things that aren't real are real. Like I thought I could be an actor, but that didn't help. Like I've gone to therapy nothing helps, blah, blah, blah. And he, he essentially asked Aaron, like, look, all I want is to apologize and just to be a friend. Like we did have fun together. Will you come meet me at the lake? Yeah, we could talk about It'll be it. Daylight in a public place. Yeah, which is what you always hear. You know, meet someone in daylight in a public place. Before, if you meet anyone on Craigslist or you meet anyone at all, like, yeah, don't go to your house. You yeah, know, see, they should have met at Starbucks. That's the Craigslist That's rule. Right the there. Craigslist rule. Do Starbucks. Starbucks. The final, it's not the final scene, but it's kind of like the conclusion of this movie is a single take where Aaron is filming from a car, the dashboard of his car, and he basically says, "I'm going to film this. I'm going to have my phone." on speed dial for 911 and we're going to see what happens. And I love it. It's a, it's uh the camera never moves and it never cuts and it's probably just like a 3 to 5 minute shot. I don't even know. I yeah. lost count. You can see here he's at a lake. He basically sits on a bench and waits for Joseph to show up. And after a few minutes 
Somebody, you can't see who, you can assume it's Joseph, shows up in a trench coat, carrying an axe, puts on the peach fuzz mask, and then very slowly kind of like lines up a shot and then kills the guy. Yeah, and it it looks fucking brutal. And it's so funny because I kept watching it just thinking like there's going to be something that subverts your expectation here. Yeah. It's too easy or, you know. That he would just walk up and axe the dude. But that is your expectation. And that's what's so awesome. And that's how they subvert it. He's not going to do it. He did it. Yeah. And like, there's so (laughs) many. My my thought was like, why didn't this fucker turn around? Like, he was obviously on high alert. You didn't notice a guy behind you in a wolf mask for like a minute? Like, what the fuck? And that's exactly what Joseph says at the very, very end. Yeah. Yeah. So then it does the trick again where it pauses and pulls out where, and now it's Joseph who is filming the screen. Yeah. And we see that this whole found footage movie we're watching, it's not Aaron's movie. It's Joseph's movie. That's the big twist at the end. And he explains in this final monologue that like, Aaron, you trusted me. You thought I wasn't going to hurt you. Wow. Like you actually did want to be my friend (laughs) and I'll always love you for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the final, at the final scene of the movie is Joseph now going by the name Bill on the phone with a new filmmaker, basically hiring them to do the same, same job. exact stick. Yeah. And as he's doing this, he labels a DVD Aaron with a big heart and puts it in a cabinet with hundreds of other tapes and DVDs with different names on it. So he's a serial killer. Right. And that's how the movie ends. Yeah. With like a badass guitar solo. It just says creep. Creep, yeah. But I like that it wasn't just, uh-oh, he was he's a serial killer. Could have it could have ended with that. It would have worked, but it, you know, it would have been fine. But I really liked him like reflecting on all of it. Like, why like why didn't you turn around? Why weren't you like on alert? Yeah. At you know, when at our meetup spot. And it's cause, you know, you're like you were like kind of looking for good, you know, like you're kind of, uh, yeah, they found giving uh, people a chance as f- it, this movie kind of com- brings it to a point. They, they find meaning in their shitty little improv movie, yeah. which is like it's awesome. commentary on people's, uh, belief in others. Goodness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Despite all the red flags, they actually f- find some sort of message yeah. in the, in the shit. So yeah, there was a hundred chances for that guy to peace out, which on, honestly, on anyone else, Probably would have, but yeah. maybe not. Maybe, maybe not, because you're there every step of the way, and you're like, "Well, I might." And go that's the thing is, I kept putting myself in Aaron's shoes, being like, "At one point, do I take off?" Yeah, and I don't know the answer. I don't know you when know it what? would be. Sean, I think honestly, this movie scares you so much because Aaron is very similar to you. Maybe he's a nice guy. <laughs> you guys kind of look similar. Maybe yeah. you have similar jobs. Yeah, and you've probably had similar shitty weirdo filming experiences. And you just want to see the good in people and get through it, even though like this guy's weird. But I'll I'll hear him out. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> um. They did make a sequel to this. It's called Creep 2. I highly recommend it if you enjoy this oh, movie. Oh, really? Yeah, because I, I, I felt a little dirty finding that out. I was like, this is so perfect. Like, oh, what, you know, what a great little moment there. That I, I'm, I'm like, do I want more? I, I don't think, know. But what do you, yeah. I think Creep 2 is like The Godfather 2. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not that it's the greatest <laughs> movie ever made, but it's a great continuation of the story they're already telling. Okay, that's good to know. It doesn't, I mean... This movie was not a smash hit. No. It it was like a little sleeper darling. So they didn't have a mountain of money waiting for them, enticing them to make Creep 2. I think they made Creep 2 because they really wanted to do it. 
That's um, great. That being said, I have heard that Creep 3 is in the works, but yeah. it hasn't come out because they have said they haven't found an inspiring story. They're like, we're, oh. we're trying to do something that's going to be good, so we're just going to wait. How funny. So we have a good idea. Huh. So, yeah. I, I honestly don't know if I have what it takes to watch Creep 2. I don't know <laughs> if I... I'm surprised this got to you that much. I am surprised, too. I thought it was too. creepy and, and very well done. No disrespect to I it was at all, but up it didn't at, affect me in that way. At 3 in the morning... And I was like, fuck, dude. I was I felt awful wow. and scared and had to turn the TV on no and shit. just like have something on going. I'm, like, I'm just fucking scared no right shit. now. Cause that movie fucked with me so hard. And I can't even tell you why. I've seen scarier movies, but for some reason this dude, one got me. It's so funny that we did these movies back to back. That I mean, that this didn't happen here, but with Mulholland Drive, it was that fucking dumpster thing, and there's a couple oh, other that parts too, yeah. that are unnerving to me. So I don't know. Yeah, They're scared by different shit. Yeah, but everything in this movie, what I liked ultimately, uh, we kind of touched on it was everything in this movie was justified, and that's what I like. I feel like too many fucking horror movies today. I've never, it's never been kind of my genre, but you know when it's whatever. There's some classics yeah. among it, but. I just feel like too many today, it's like, well, you got to throw some ugly thing at them every 90 seconds or, you know, like, like it's out of obligation. This movie doesn't do that. It all felt like, yeah, yeah, this is, uh, this is some real shit and, and it makes it work. And there's honestly only one special effect in the entire movie. And yeah. it's that is the killing scene. I think that's why it was so unexpected to me, which it, I don't know like, how they even did it. It, yeah, I, mean, I really don't. The camera didn't cut, and no. it definitely hit him in the head with an axe. So I don't know how you went. Looks good. It looks good. Uh, uh, yeah. I heard some reviewers uh, say that if you're a horror fan, you might not like this movie. Mm. It's interesting to hear you guys, because I know you don't watch a lot of horror movies, not and you seem all. to really like this one. Yeah. I've heard horror fans. I, I read a review from a horror website that said, if you, you know, to people who watch a lot of horror this movie's going to feel like it's spinning its wheels huh. and that it's really telegraphing its jump scares. Sure. But I'm a big horror fan. I don't necessarily feel that way. I could see why that reviewer would feel that way, but yeah, I okay. actually think that this movie does a lot with a little. Mm-hmm. And that's the charm of it. Yes. I think I'm just so impressed that this is two guys and one camera. Yeah. And you have a legit movie here. Yeah. And it doesn't feel low budget. And it is low budget. I mean, it looks, it's but obviously it, low budget. But it didn't take from anything. But it doesn't feel like it's missing anything. No. It, it doesn't feel like if you gave them a, a, another $10 million that yeah. this movie would be better. Yeah, no. it's not the type of low budget where, you know, you watch them and they're talking about something that happened at a carnival and they yeah. never show the carnival. That's low budget in a bad way where it's like, you're, you're not going to This is low budget <laughs> like uh, Blair Witch was low budget. Yeah. yeah. When it they made the story. When they made Blair Witch 2 and gave it $60 million, yeah. it was not a better movie. In fact, <laughs> It was a much worse movie. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. all right, let's give it some popcorn shakes. I picked it. I'll go first. I'm going to give this one four out of five. Mm. I highly recommend it. You know, it's not a perfect movie. It's not five out of five. But I think everybody should watch it, especially if you're a filmmaker, because yep. this movie launched the career of Patrick Bryce. He's gone on to direct like five major motion pictures, and I think he's currently developing something for HBO. Wow. No kidding. Uh, this movie they filmed in their free time. Right. For no money. You could have done it on a weekend. And now this yeah. dude, I mean, it's just so incredible. Like, this is pure creativity. Mm-hmm. A- yep. And uh, I think it's just, I highly recommend it to people out there. See what can be done with so little. Yep. 
I agree. What about you, Rocco? Uh, I did not think I was going to be saying this heading into this movie at all. Uh, but yeah, uh, same. Four out of five. Uh, I just see this as a, a call to let you know you have no excuse. And I'm even pointing the finger at myself, maybe at all of ourselves, where it's like, why haven't you made that movie? You want to, oh, you want to make a movie? You want to make a horror movie? You got no excuse. You watch this. It's like, yeah, you could, you could have done this in a weekend. You could have, you know what I mean? Like it's the ultimate to me, just show of ingenuity versus money. And, uh, you know, they probably shot 10 times what we saw and just edited it into something that was engaging and interesting. And you got no excuse to do that yourself. If yeah, you I do feel like it's nice to see a movie that I know we have what we, it takes to do this. Yeah. I think we have the improvisational skills. I think we have the equipment. We could do this, you know, and that was what was so cool about it to me. Well, um, if they're not done with Creep 3, let's get the jump on them. Yeah, let's, let's do, do it. it. We'll do it ourselves. No, I, I I honestly love the idea of a found footage movie. And I think if we ever were to make a movie, if it was found footage, that would ring true to me. That makes sense that we would do something like that because it's it's a, a fun avenue. And I love that. Yeah. Um, As I said, this movie scared the shit out of me. I don't think I'll ever watch it again because I was so scared. It stuck with me, though, and I'm giving it four shakers as well. Wow. Uh, Dang. Really, really well done. Fuck that, though. Goddamn, that was scary. Wow. So 12 out of 15. That's pretty good for a that movie that costs good. no money, you know? Yeah. Think nice. about how many movies we watched that had budgets of $100 million or more, and we gave it, like, two star, two shakers. Toxic Avenger, case in point. Case in point, Toxic Avenger. You know? How much yeah. money did they Exactly. Yeah. Well, that was creep. Um, cool, great, that was fun. Great yeah. choice, great for choice, movie Derek. Club. Well uh, done. I said it earlier. Per- that's the perfect movie club choice, mm-hmm. where there's something to you know, something we all have a kind of a take on. And yeah, uh, and I do think if you are us, this movie is like wow. If you're the average person, I don't know. If yeah, you, you. Yeah, I could see my parents going like we. You know, like, yeah, yeah. But for know. me, it's like, fuck, yes. You know, yeah. I, I see it. We so see it. it. We're looking at the, the all sides of it. I think if you yeah. watch YouTube videos <laughs> yeah. and will stick with random YouTube videos, yeah. Yeah. you'll stick with this movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is the type of movie, yeah. it's a wormhole. It's like, okay, let's see where this goes. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a twist. Oh, it goes deeper. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, my pick is next. We've had don't, some. Don't do a David Lynch movie or. We've whatever. had some don't. weird ones lately. I'm gonna do something that's more just straightforward and just a movie. It's a movie I've watched a lot. I have not seen it in uh, 20 years. We're gonna watch Almost Famous, the movie Cameron Crowe's Almost Famous. So nice. Check it out. Rocco, you met the Watch kid uh, who starred in this movie. I you did? did. Yes. What? Yeah, you didn't know that? No. They're buds. Oh, come on. Oh, please They're buds. Talk to we'll them talk all about that story. At the gas station? Yeah. We'll talk all about Romney? that story on the next episode. I saw Mitt Romney. Nah. All right. I'm not turn this fucking off. lying. Turn this yeah, off. You're a liar. Goodbye.